Hey guys, guess what? It's Tiffany Tuna. She <laughs> girl Tiffany Chanel and here I am back for another episode. I just want you guys to know in advance that this episode will more than likely be all over the place. <laughs> Cause your girl is just tired, y'all. It has been a week and honestly, it's only Tuesday. Like it feels like a whole ass Thursday, but it's only Tuesday. Um but let's power through it and let's talk about some things. I literally have no order. I literally don't think I have any pattern for this episode. Just a few things on my mind and a few observations I made this week with friends and just things that I could relate to um, that I wanted to talk about because they are things that um, affect me. And I'm sure a lot of you also can relate. Um, so in pop culture, entertainment news. Let me tell y'all how it's about to be so trash <laughs> because I have not done much research. I just saw a few things and heard a few things and so I'm just going to report them as they come to my mind. Um, so apparently your boy Chris Breezy, uh, Mr. No Guidance, uh, I don't want to play no games, play no games, around give you my last name listen chris we don't want your last name thanks so much for the offer though but we're good um which i don't know chris is a taurus so let me tell y'all about me and taurus taurus men in general i think i get along with taurus men as friends so like my brother-in-law the taurus we have good energy i think we have good chemistry like taurus and i um I dated, I think, a Taurus or two, maybe. One when I was younger, much, much younger, honey. And then one in my mid-ish, late-ish 20s. Um, I would say in general, Taurus got good energy. Um, they do true live up to the true bullheaded stubbornness. I will say that. Um, but in general, back to Chris Breeze. <laughs> Me talking about my love life or, or lack thereof, honey. We're lack thereof of um <laughs> so he has a child on the way he's expecting i don't know the girl's name because y'all know me my favorite thing i don't be caring because these girls come and go uh dime a dozen is his recent ex and um i guess he made some type of announcement on social media saying that he was really really excited or they were really really excited to be expecting um a boy i believe he's having this time so he has his daughter royalty um by someone else and then he's having a boy out here in these streets and I guess my thing is, congrats to you, Breezy, if you're genuinely excited, you're really, really happy to be a dad, and you can't wait for, you know, your son to come on through here. Um, nothing wrong with being excited with being a parent. I think where I struggle is um, if you can't make it work as a couple, and before some of y'all come for me, because I did not send a package for you, um, I guess me maybe coming from a a um, ignorant, or maybe not ignorant, but me coming from a 
a, a one-sided, a very heavily one-sided uh, view in which I don't have any children and I am also not in a relationship. But I just don't understand why people are more excited about bringing life to this earth, especially this raggedy-ass earth, because I could go on and on, and I am going to do an episode about, you know, why people, especially millennials, are choosing to either have children much later in life or not at all. Um, We'll talk about that. Really, another day, y'all remind me to talk about that. Send me an email at uh, Tiffany Tunup, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-T-U-N-E-U-P, at Gmail, so we can chop it up about that. Or if you have things to say about that um, or anything else, y'all know the drill. Let me know. Um, but I, it seems like people are more willing to have little people that will turn into big people with other people who they are not compatible with or a relationship did not work out, but they are willing to have a child together. And I guess I just never understood that notion um, because I do. Now, what I do understand is I do understand that some people are better parents or better at co-parenting, co-parenting than they were in the relationship with that certain person. Um, and, I, and I get that sometimes if things don't work out, then you decide to be amicable and, you know, make things work out as far as co-parenting for the kid. But I have literally heard, you know, people. Okay, so I'll use myself as, as an example. I used to date a guy. Um, we never were really an item. We just dated and just had a really good time, enjoyed each other's company, blah, blah, blah. And we literally never made it to the point where we were a an item or in a relationship. And we were just talk on and off for years and years. And over the years, like when I first met him, he had zero children. And then we stopped talking you know, link back up, he had a child. Stop talking, link back up, he had another child. So he's just out here doing his part to populate the earth. And um, I remember one time him asking me, like, so you don't have any kids yet? And I was like, nope, no kids yet. And he was just like, you know, I always thought you would be a great mom. Like, honestly, if you ever wanted to be a mom, like, I would have a kid with you. And I don't know if I was supposed to be flattered by that or if I was supposed to be like oh my god he said I'm going to be a good mom I should go ahead and let him shoot the club up Um, I don't know what response he was looking for but I was a little astonished and stunned and like and and stay with me like stay with me because I I just I, I don't understand and I was just like so I guess I appreciate it on one hand that you think that I am the type of woman who would be good at parenting or mothering or you know somebody you would trust to have a whole little person with so on that hand it was just like oh okay that's kind of cool on the other hand it was like but we've you've never even like we've never lived together like you don't even know me outside of like us just kind of casually dating because we were never a thing so you're really basing me being a whole mother off of just I don't know, I guess casually knowing me, casually dating me, because we weren't ever in anything super serious. Even though we had known each other for several years at this point, I guess that's enough time to get to know somebody. I was just really 
baffled at the fact that people will really have a whole little child with you, a whole baby, but not consider you as a partner or ask you to even be their partner first. And he just was like oblivious or like confused that I was um, taken aback a little bit by that. And he was just like, well, I don't see the issue. I just think you'd be a great mom and I would definitely have a kid with you. And I was just like, all right. I, I guess I don't get that notion. Maybe y'all can write in and tell me, like, especially I would love to hear from the guys, like, what is it that would make you want to procreate with someone? Um, now, again, I can understand if you were with someone and didn't work out and y'all decide to co-parent, but procreate with someone that you never really intended on being with or y'all never were in a serious relationship or whatever um as opposed to trying to be with them or not even giving that a fair option before you jump straight to let's be parents together i just didn't understand that i don't understand that that seems to be more prevalent i'm i feel like that's starting to be a trend i'm seeing that more and more i'm hearing that more and more and I mean, am I old school? Like, am I like 80s baby to her? I don't know. I, I just don't get it myself. But hey, it is what it is. So congratulations to you, Chris Brown, um, on your almost addition, welcome addition uh, to your family or, you know, you're adding to your child base i don't know what to say because him and the girl aren't together so i guess congrats on the baby on the way um there's that um i personally do not watch power at all um but y'all seem to be big mad (laughs) about the theme song changing um more specifically about Trey Songs being the singer of the theme song when apparently it was Joe. I had no clue um, that Joe or anybody, because I don't watch the show, but I found out <laughs> through your tweets, uh, Facebook statuses, memes, uh, Instagram posts, y'all move fast, first of all. And I'm guessing that very first episode, y'all were like, absolutely not. Who removed Joe and why? And I'm cracking up because Joe is such a smooth voice, right? Joe is such a, um, has a rich grown man ass voice and Trey Song has the exact opposite. And I don't know why 50 Cent thought that would be a good transition. Uh, I don't. However, one thing he did say, which I was confused about was, you know, y'all mad at me for using Trey. Trey did it as a favor, blah, blah, blah. Y'all haven't bought a Joe record in years. Y'all haven't supported him. Well, let's be clear. Joe has not come out with anything in years. It's not like he dropped an album and we didn't support it. Joe has not had a solid body of work um, for a few years at this point. So what exactly is it that we're supposed to be supporting? I don't know, but I do know when Joe was out and he was popping, we were supporting him. And at the end of the day, it it just really goes to show like how talent is just talent. Like class is class and it is what it is. And no matter whether um, he has a song out or not, um, like, for example, Angie Stone, I don't know how many of y'all know. I'm just going to take it back. She did the Girlfriends theme song. The My Girlfriends, they through thick and thin. Now, I don't know the timeline, so don't, um, don't try to... Uh, 
expect facts from me <laughs> but I don't know if Angie was popping at that time or if she had music out at that time but it doesn't matter that theme song is a classic and it would be like them taking that and then trying to replace her with like Keisha Cole like no that's not how that goes not how that works no thank you put that away that's over it's canceled like <laughs> no so I just want to say that I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if the next episode of Power that Joe was back and um, Trey Songz was out. Furthermore, y'all are some savages because <laughs> Trey Songz made a post, I think, about his granny or something. It was his granny's birthday. And y'all went directly on that post talking about that man and that Power theme song. <laughs> it had nothing to do with his granny. Y'all ruined his granny's birthday post. Y'all be the shame to yourselves. Like, y'all, honestly, we too old to be acting like that. Nonetheless... It was hilarious. So I hope that 50 cents, 50 cent changes that back for y'all because y'all really are really in y'all consumer feelings about it. And um, apparently the consensus is nobody likes the Trey Songz version. So there's that. Um, what else is happening here? The VMAs happened. I was super confused because the VMAs came on. Um, on a Monday, and I don't think that ever happens. I always think it's either on a Sunday. So whosoever idea it was to do it on a Monday, uh, shame on you. Because what, who's, what, <laughs> like who, apparently y'all was watching, honey, because I was not, baby. I was not watching it at all. Um, I had a lot going on. I think I just skipped the weekend rewind. Uh, maybe I'll backpedal and do it even though technically yesterday was not the weekend um I just had a lot going on family things going on uh, my mom oh my goodness my mom hurt herself at work and um decided she wanted to just go ahead and fall directly on her face um and I don't know how one does that because your natural body instinct is to try to break your fall but apparently she had a handful of things only only my mama could fall in trying to get in an elevator and then literally fall on her whole face and not break her fall with anything and so we had to you know go make sure she didn't have any of the things broken and you know they had to run all the tests and all that and so she was um discharged today um so all the people who did know and were concerned thank you um so much and um appreciate it but she's home and everything um Meanwhile, back at the ranch, so that was my night. So if y'all hear a couple of yawns, y'all gonna have to excuse me because when I tell y'all I'm fighting them back right now, because the sleep I got lack thereof last night, woo baby, not enough, not enough, not enough. I believe I may have gotten four hours of sleep, and that might be being generous because I like I wake up, y'all. I don't, I don't remember a time or the last time I slept just straight through with no, no interruptions I'm always waking up for something and especially on the weekday when I have to be at work the way I do because I'm always thinking that I'm going to be late like because I have to be at work so early I'm subconsciously waking myself up every couple hours or every hour because I think I'm gonna be late even though my alarms are always set, I think it's hilarious. Um, y'all pray for me because it's actually not hilarious. I'll be tired. I'll be over it waking up before my alarm at least five times. Okay. Um, so there's that. Also, sidebar, if y'all hear snoring, y'all probably won't because I think I'm doing a decent job of microphone uh, 
handling. Let me tell y'all about dogs. I think dogs, and you know, for those of you who might have missed the last podcast or two, um, I just recently moved in with a friend and she has dogs. Um, and so she has two to be exact. And when I tell y'all, they be snoring and lounging like they got whole-ass jobs. I will never understand. I did not know that dogs snore like that. Like, they literally snore like they are rescue mission dogs or like they work for Paw Patrol on the weekend at stand-ins. Because, I, I mean, they are going in like Flynn. Like, literally, like they are in the rim state dreaming about chasing an ice cream truck. I really don't know. But... I, I don't think I've even gotten this good of sleep in a long time. And the one dog, baby, she is letting have. She is calling the hogs. And I am just really, really, really amazed at how relaxed and uh, comfortable and snorry she is. Because she is really not giving zero fucks about me um, or this podcast. <laughs> so I just think it's funny that dogs get so tired for what i don't know um y'all don't pay no bills anyway that being said um so if y'all hear dogs if you hear snoring they might get up and start barking i don't know but this is what y'all gonna get because i ain't moving i'm letting you know right now and y'all love me so i appreciate y'all um (laughs) um so what else happened oh the vmas let's discuss um i didn't watch them um in their entirety i actually watched clips of them and let me just say i think i watched what was important to watch um lizzo's performance now i don't know if i've mentioned this before but let me just give a quick synopsis or a quick my feelings on lizzo now lizzo is originally from detroit i forgot where she might migrated to but she's originally from detroit so for that reason alone i have to give her her props or whatever um but what i will say is this i do appreciate i don't think i vibe with lizzo like i feel like i should or i think this might sound absurd to some of y'all who don't get it but those of us who do get it um i think as a a big girl or a fluffy girl when you say you don't like lizzo people gasp like you don't like lizzo like because or or you're not like into her into her like that um because they just assume you're supposed to relate or identify or like connect with her because she's body positive and she's like this big ball of you know self-love and self um rocket to the sky type of energy and um type of um self-confidence and at the end of the day i rock with that all the way like i think that's dope um there's another podcast i listen to called cornbread and caviar i believe it's a detroit-based podcast and actually i was listening and today one of their um their segments was about body positivity and they had somebody on she has her own plus size boutique and she was talking about her confidence level and um just where she got her confidence when she got her confidence and um how you have to navigate that in the world and not just as a big person we all have our things about our body but you know usually when you're bigger it's always a big deal when you love yourself out loud people gasp and they don't understand how big people can feel confident or wear crop tops or be anything um bold about themselves we are you know a lot of times expected to not feel that way about ourselves so i will say i rock with that 
And I was laughing because I've seen a few people on the internet talking about Lizzo and her choice of clothing because she stays in a onesie. I just think she likes to just show her butt. And I and I know there are other ways to show your butt, like shorts and short dresses and all that. But if she want to wear a onesie and express her, you know, self-awareness and be positive, body positive and show y'all her cheeks and play the flute while she twerking, bitch. I cannot twerk and play the flute. So I really don't have nothing to say. And to me, though, honestly... Um, I liked her um, VMA look. Her jacket was really cute. It was like brown and pink or something. And she had on like this lime green onesie under it or Una, whatever you want to call it, Una outfit, bodysuit. And then um, like some lime green gym shoes. And I liked it. I liked her whole performance. And I will say this, as a fluffy girl also, her breath control was on point. Should she be moving around, dancing, jumping around? And she, you can still hear her clearly. And she does not sound out of breath. So she has a great, like, coach or whomever is, like, her vocal coach. And she probably does exercise because there are exercises that teach you how to have vocal control even when you're dancing, even when you're getting your life. And so I will say she definitely puts on a nice show. I do appreciate her energy and her message. So I like that. And then, of course, we have to mention Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. Like, there will never be another. There has never been another. She is such an innovator. So awesome. So amazing. Um, I heard Cardi B introduced her. And a lot of people are, were like, well, why not Timberland or why not this person? Like, Girls, listen, I don't know why not these people. But I thought it was cool that Cardi introduced her. Um, you know, her being an up-and-coming rising star, being hot, one of the hot girls right now. Um, and I did catch Missy's performance, and I thought it was thebomb.com. Um, I thought she did well, of course, because what else is Missy? And um, her visuals are good. I know she just dropped the EP. Haven't listened to the whole thing. Thing, but I do like Throw It Back. It's just a fun song. That's one of my favorite songs uh, on there. And the other songs, I have to give them a genuine listen. So I'm not going to sit up here and act like I have. Um, I haven't. So there's that. Um, but overall, I think her performance was amazing. And uh, I'm so glad that she finally got her award, her Vanguard Award, because it's been time. Y'all are late to the party. She been deserved her flowers. The end. Um, so there's that. And then I heard there was a huge-ass old-school tribute um, or old-school performance at the end of the show, which um, Charlemagne on uh, The Breakfast Club made a fine point. Us people who enjoyed that segment or who were supposed to enjoy that segment, you're supposed to do that segment at the beginning of the show, baby, because we are old. Them young people don't know who that was. They they don't know half those people. Or if they do, they don't know them from music. They know them from movies or TV shows such as Queen Latifah and Ice-T, and they probably were baffled. So that being said, y'all should have played that a little earlier in the show because we got bedtime, so we old. We can't stay up no more. Us 30-ishes, like, we don't, mm-mm, baby, we Late late twenty issues. We we we're done here. So you use y'all should have played that earlier in the show. But I heard that was good as well. So shout out to Queen Latifah. What a true, just a pioneer and just awesome and amazing and beautiful. And speaking of TV shows in that same vein um, of power and the other things that y'all watch let me tell y'all how fake y'all are for not telling me about snowfall and how good it is i am so late to the party also sidebar i am still catching up on queen sugar so let's let me just attack and address both things for a minute 
Snowfall first. Snowfall is so good. Um, it is a story about early 80s L.A. and about the drug game. And there are three, I think, storylines going on, but they are all intertwined some way. I currently am only on season one because I just decided to start from the beginning. So I'm on season one, episode three, and it is really good. Like, every time you think you know something, you don't. Um, one of the main characters, he, his name is Franklin on the show. Franklin Saint, which is hilarious, because baby, he began himself into some things and into some trouble. Um, he is an attractive man, by the way, FYI. And I Googled him, of course, and found out that he's from England. I don't know how he got that American accent the way he did, but apparently... Dub C is his dialect coach, honey, the rapper. Hilarious. Um, but he sounds very American. Like, I don't pick up an English accent at all. So, dialect, like, he has it down packed. And a lot of those English, British actors, they get that dialect coach and they just take off running. And that, hey, listen, you getting paid good. That's a part of the job. The same way a vocal coach is or the same way, you know, something like that, like if you're a singer. So, um, a shout out to him. I don't remember. Something Idris is his name. I forgot his first name. <laughs> but, um, he's a, he's a really, storyline is really good. And, um, I think he's a good actor. Um, so Snowfall is great. Thank you guys for nothing for telling me about it. I will, you know, catch myself all the way up, but the episodes are really long. And so I'm like trying to watch them during the week, failing miserably. Actually, I've been watching like two episodes. It was clearly I just started, um, per sitting. Um, so I'll catch y'all up. Well, I'll let y'all know when I'm caught up and we can have some real conversation. Um, back to, oh, what show was I talking about y'all? Snowfall and, oh, Queen Sugar. So behind is hell on that, but let me tell y'all why. So the fire stick that is attached to the TV has Queen Sugar or has the own network. But when I go to watch it, there is something wrong with it or it won't play the latest episode. And so what I did was bought the first few episodes off of Amazon Prime because the other episodes showed to be available on the Fire Stick, right? And then when I went to watch them, they were not available. Um, so I was disappointed and my heart was broken. Honestly, truly. Um, so now I think I have to go back on Prime and buy the rest of the episodes. And y'all keep trying to tell me about all these free apps and these free. Let me tell you something. I do not play with Big Brother. I don't play with the government. I don't play with the internet or none of that. Uh, listen, if it ain't on here the legal way, the right way, I'm not about to be downloading no things to my phone, catching no viruses and all the things. Not doing it. So I'm going to do it the way that I know best and go on Amazon Prime and get it. And that's going to be that. Y'all, that was me fighting a huge yawn. I tried so hard. I did. We're just going to work through it because I'm done to y'all. I'm tired, y'all. Um, that being said, moving forward, um, I have a song from my dear friend who just came off of playing Wanda in the Now That I Can Dance production um, by Mosaic Youth Theater of Detroit, the creator, the founder, Rick Sperling. And um, I had the pleasure of being in Mosaic Youth Theater with this young lady, and she's just amazing. And I did mention her song last week, y'all, but she just dropped it um 
after I had already posted the show. And so I just want y'all to hear it. And this song is called Show Me um, by Kina Renee, streaming on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, all the places where you get your music. Um, Show Me is there. So I'm going to give y'all a preview because y'all need to hear it. So here is Show Me uh, by Kina Renee. And that was Show Me by Kina Renee. Kina, I'm so proud of you, girl. I love this single. Cannot wait till the EP drops. I'm very, very excited um, for you as well as Don't Forget About uh, Lily Cherie with Tipping on the Floor. That's my jam. And my homegirl, uh, Keisha, who has also um, played one of the Andantes in um, the Now That I Can Dance uh, play and you, I think I mentioned the Andantes. They were like a undocumented or unpaid, um, like an in-house vocal girl group for Motown. They recorded thousands and thousands of songs without um, recognition. So shout out to the Andantes um, for all their contributions uh, to Motown and. You know, may they get their props always, always, always. Um, but my homegirl idea, Keisha idea, <laughs> um, idea is her stage name. Um, she is featured on a project by Wajid. If you guys know Wajid, he's heavy in the house music techno world and, uh, it is called I Ain't Safe and it's the jam. Um, girl, I love this song. Let me play a little bit of it, y'all. Um, on the project called From the Dirt by Wajid, this song is called I Ain't Safe featuring, uh, Idea.
Let me tell y'all something. Don't let me put that on and be in a good, good mood. Listen, I ain't safe. YG featuring Idea. And I played also um, Kena Renee. And that song is called Show Me. So all those songs, both of those songs are um, on all your streaming platforms. So go get them because they're amazing. And I'm so proud of my friends. I love y'all. Y'all are so dope and so talented. And I am blessed to call you friend. Um, So one of the things I wanted to talk about this week, you guys, uh, and it's not really a Tiffany two since this is just like, well, maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it is Tiffany too, since, um, but it's just the topic for the show for this week. So what I wanted to discuss was millenn not millennials, ugh, um, creatives in corporate. Creatives in corporate, and this has been something that's been on my mind to discuss for a while now, um, and how difficult it is as somebody who is a creative so anybody in the arts or if you have a creative mind if you have an artistic mind a visionary mind because you could be a creative and not necessarily be an artist you could be a creative in engineering you could be a creative in architect you could be a creative in so many things um but if you have a creative mind in general if you are a creative if you are somebody who lives and breathes um curating art or doing things that change uh the world or doing things that affects people's um mind in a positive way or make people think or your craft or your passion is something that tugs on people's heartstrings or brings awareness, consciousness, makes people feel anything, good, sad, bad, whatever. If you're creative um, and you work at a fuck-ass nine-to-five or regular-ass, like, I gotta pay my bills job, it is so frustrating. It is probably one of the hardest things that a creative can do on a daily basis so like imagine being a dope ass singer or you know a writer uh triggered (laughs) um artist painter whatever and you have to work this job um not only to take care of yourself but you also are trying to fund your dream um one thing that bothers me about being a creative or like having a gift and people who are not creatives, they do not understand the process. Or people who don't indulge in their gift or don't see their gift as like a means of future income or a way to take care of themselves at and also be their passion, they never get it. So they ask you questions or they they try to peg your life based on where they think you should be as opposed to the real work or the real steps it takes to get to where you are trying to be. Um, So, for example, with this whole EP that I've scarcely mentioned now because I am, you know, in the process of, you know, recalibrating some things, refiguring out some things, um, again, having to uh, go to small claims court for, you know, 
a matter concerning my EP and just trying to navigate around that. And so I'll hear stuff like, oh, when are you going back in the studio? Or, you know, when are, you know, when are you settled? Like, what's going on? And I don't think people realize, like, literally every aspect of releasing music costs money. Literally every, the producer or the engineer, the studio time, the registering your songs with the Library of Congress, um, the promotion, once you're done with the song, the uploading or the distribution um, so that you can get properly compensated for your music when it starts to get streamed or played or whatever. It's so many aspects to putting out a song, um, no less a full project, and that literally all those aspects take money. So... I think sometimes it's frustrating when people feel like, oh, you sing, why are you working a regular job? You could just be a singer. It's not that easy. Or, oh, you, you're a writer, you could just write a book. It's really, it's not as cut and dry as people think it is. There are steps, there are hoops, there are things, there are valleys that you have to go through, there are hills that you have to climb, there are tunnels that you have to walk through in order to get to where you're trying to go as an artist, as a creative. But more specifically, what I want to talk about in uh, relation to being a creative and corporate is how you are undervalued, you are underappreciated, um, because most corporate jobs, especially management, the people who are over you, your management, senior management, team leads, whatever. A lot of these people are invested in their job, and this is where they are planning to be for the rest of their life. They totally do not understand the creative, totally do not understand when you have rehearsals, when you have gigs, when you have things outside of work that are related to what you really want to do, your passion, which is your art. Um, and so what really made me talk about this, and I talk about it actually almost damn near every day with Kina and a few other of my friends who are creatives who work regular as boring as jobs to fund our dreams and to take care of ourselves, right? Until the thing we want to do pops the way we want it and we are able to fully fund ourselves, take care of ourselves, pay our bills, doing the thing that we love, but that takes sacrifice, right? So a lot of us are in sacrificial mode. We're living with other people. We are downsizing. We're paying our cars off so we won't have car notes. We're, we're, we're trying to attack this thing at every angle. So I think basic human need or basic human, um, consensus is everybody wants to be able to get paid to do what they love for the rest of their life. Nobody wants to be in corporate America if that's not what they want to do for the rest of their life forever. And people that are creative are going to pursue their dreams just as aggressively as they're going to go to work. Well, people who, you know, want to pursue the aspect of their life and turn it into their their um, career, right? So, that being said, I listened to um, one of my homegirls, Jen, went live a couple of days ago and was talking about her job and how she had a play coming up. And, of course, 
she's an actress. So like her art or her theater is like her first love and her job is what she does to pay the bills and to be able to do these shows and buy her wigs and buy the makeup and do the things and put on the productions right um and so she has been a stellar employee she has brought business when the big wigs come she has gotten like reviews where people actually mention her name and the job that she works is really hard for people to mention your name or is you're really hard pressed for somebody to mention your actual name they might say like oh you know I had a good experience here the staff was friendly but they won't necessarily mention you by name and people have mentioned her by name and she's like the only one of the staff that this has happened for or happened to right and so recently she had a situation in which she mixed up her schedule or she messed up her schedule and she had a play. And so she had to kind of finagle her schedule where she could be at work a little earlier in order for her to get off and go to rehearsal. And long story short, excuse me, <coughs> her job basically gave her a bunch of shit about it and basically told her, we're going to give you some days off to think about your priorities and it's literally told her it's either your arts or like your your acting or your job and one thing that pissed me off as a creative is like wow people and, and the crazy part is management you know a lot of times your higher ups they don't even fucking want to be there that's not what they want to be doing that's not even what they want to do with their life but because that's where they are or where they feel like they're stuck or whatever you want to say that's where they've been and that's probably where they're going to retire from because of benefits family obligations whatever many of them don't even want to be there so how dare they say to her one of their exemplary employees oh it's your acting or us sis like who in the entire hell do y'all think y'all are who in the entire lack of uh vision lack of artistry lack of empathy lack of uh i can't see beyond the four walls of my cubicle ass do you think you are for you to tell a creative or somebody who is into Anything that's their passion beyond your fuck-ass place of employment where you know people are literally here just to pay their bills, not because they're super impassioned about working these underpaying-ass, dumb-ass jobs. Um, to choose, tell somebody to choose between their art or their passion and the job, that's like telling them to choose between eating and, and breathing. Like, we're going to do both. Like, you're going to, I'm going to work to take care of myself, but I'm also not going to give up my acting or not going to stop acting because... You want me to choose between this job that is not my passion and my actual passion. Are you fucking insane? Like, do y'all even be hearing y'allself sometimes? Y'all employers, y'all terrible-ass managers, y'all people who don't have vision, y'all people who never had a dream or your dream was the first, and now you want to shit on everybody else's dream? Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Like, let's, let's be real with ourselves. And I think... One of the most frustrating, one, and one of the things I love that she said in her video was, if it comes down to it, and they don't put me back on the schedule, um, in the meantime, I'm still going to look for something else. But if it comes down to it, I'm going to choose my art. I'm going to choose my passion because that's how much I believe in myself, and that's how fucking good I am. And I'm not going to let y'all make me feel bad 
about choosing me or choosing the thing that I actually want to do in my life over y'all. And again, the crazy part is she didn't choose it over them. She just made a schedule for Paul, but she worked it out. And because they weren't satisfied with what she worked out, then it was a huge ass problem. Um, I just want to say it takes a lot of heart to be like, if it comes down to it, I'm out of here and I'm chasing my dreams full steam ahead. And again, I'm sure she's only at that job to support herself in adulthood as in like I need food, I need personal items, I need hygiene items, I need to be able to travel or whatever it is that I have to do as an adult um, to survive to in order to accomplish my goals. And so I just know a slew of people who are very frustrated. Um, and I just want to say, and this is to me, this is to myself, I know what it's like working places that don't understand you and your position or you, who you are on the outside or who you are really on the inside, per se, that this job does not consume you. These jobs are really good because, you know, we're not our parents. Like A lot of us, we are not our parents. We are telling these jobs. We are taking our days. I'm pr- Listen, if you're taking your sick days, your PTO, we are doing it. Like, we're not our parents working till we die. Perfect attendance. Perfect attendance ain't never paid no god on bills. It ain't did nothing but get you a shiny sticker to put up on your bathroom wall. Um, we're tired. We're tired. The millennials and and the new age people. We're tired of all this work, no recognition, busting these records down, busting these goals down, meeting these sales, whatever y'all the hell and every other quotas y'all want us to meet, and y'all giving us pizza parties in return. Bitch, I can order pizza on my own. Thank you. Fuck you. Like, I don't need your pizza, honey. I need your bonus. Are you Give me some more money in my check. Give me some more ducats, honey. Don't nobody want your lame-ass pizza party or luncheon or whatever the hell. Or, oh, you can leave an hour early. No, no. give me the the, the coins. Give me the money. Get shot. Where's Jerry Maguire when you need? Show me the money. We're we not caring about y'all lame-ass claps and pats on the back or lame-ass honorable mention recognition in the meeting in the huddle like nobody cares about that where's the money because we work hard and that is another uh thing that i've noticed about creatives people who are creative in corporate america we are the best and the hardest workers and the most undervalued and that shit is so crazy to me we are usually the most charismatic we are usually the ones who work well alone like who work well um self-starters we ask questions if we need to we are very um personable and people love us and we are literally the faces we are literally the people that make work worth coming to work when y'all are hating on some of us or y'all are harassing some of us who might you know kiki it up sometimes or people come visit us at our desk and you mad because don't nobody come visit your wretched ass your miserable ass at your desk or at your cubicle or wherever the fuck or nobody wants to go to to lunch with you because you the wicked witch of the west east south and north um you want to harass people like that who literally make other people's day bright, who probably adds to the productivity of your fuck ass 
place of business y'all don't think about none of that shit like and what you have to understand in general is the happier your employees are the more productive they will be thus the better your business will be y'all always worried about the wrong shit um but creatives from what i know from my understanding and even from my own point of view we are the ones who make shit pop. We are the ones who figure shit out. Y'all the ones who come to us for advice. Y'all the ones who push us to the forefront when corporate comes or when the DMs come or when the, the big wigs come. Y'all, we are the ones that y'all be like, oh, come meet such and such. Oh, she can show you around. Oh, this is such and such because y'all know we're, we know what to say. We know how to look. We know how to put it on. And we know how to turn it off. And so for that reason alone, if you have creatives, if you have people in your office and you know that they are artists or you know that they are um they have ingenuity and you know that they are free thinkers and you know and as long as they're getting their jobs done and they're making you look good how about you leave us the fuck alone also how about you pay us what we weigh in our worth and how about you not get mad when we express that we have goals outside this raggedy ass job and just get with the program and be supportive um or get out the fucking way support me or move out the way like that's just what it is but while I'm at this job this job that I don't plan on being at the rest of my life and even if I did again use it to fuel or stay here for many years or whatever it is amount of time that I need to use it to attach those funds to my dreams and really make my dreams pop what you're not going to do is make this time that I'm here miserable what you're not going to do is expect me to continue to go above and beyond and be that it girl that go-to girl the one that everybody you know, looks to for guidance, looks to for the daily chuckles or looks to for support or the person that you put in the forefront to make the store look good or the business look good or the department look good or whatever. And then treat me like I'm not worth that on in the same breath. It's like that's not going to happen. So to all my people who have ingenuity, to all my people who are, you know, fighting to make their dreams come true every day and this is me talking to me this is me talking to you um and who get frustrated and who get fed up and who are really at their ropes or their wits end with the corporate life because it corporate life and creatives it really in general just don't get along we our minds are wandering our minds are all over the place like we're always thinking of what it is that we need to do and re continuing to have to recalibrate and refocus why we're at this job that we don't like while we're at this job that gives us this migraine or whatever every day and try to look at the big picture and say yo i'm only here temporary this is not my life this is not who i am it's just what i do for the moment and literally having to constantly tell ourselves that and press toward the mark not an easy thing it's not an easy task of so you a a creative you're somebody who's a cultivator, you're somebody who's an innovator, and you have to work this fuck-ass job. I'm with you. I stand with you in solidarity. I love you from afar. I love you from a close. If you're in the city, uh, in Detroit, if you're wherever else you are, hang in there. Again, me preaching to myself, do not give up. No matter how slow you think you're going, it's better to go at a turtle's pace than nothing at all. Um, and, and love on yourself or pat you, pat yourself on the back right now. Just take a moment to pat yourself and say, you are doing a good job. You are doing an amazing job. This job or this, this corporate life or this place that you are in order to fund your dreams is temporary. And remember, 
why you're doing it. Remember what your goals are. Remember your passion and don't let it go. Like always remember your passion. Don't let it go and let that be the driving force behind why you're doing what you're doing. Now, if you just stressed out every day and uh, again, preaching to the choir and you just can't take it no more and you have to find another job, another nine to five, another corporate gig, make sure you do that before you stroke out. Um, Cause I definitely have been there. Um, and, Lately here, lately things have been tolerable, but I definitely was at a point and I did start looking. I just didn't get any calls um, per se, but I did start looking for other places of employment because I started feeling like, oh, no, y'all going to take me right on out of here. And when I tell you they will roll your body out the back door and roll another body in the front to take your spot, these jobs do not care. So all my people who are using their job to get where they really want to be and have what they really want in life. More power to you. I, I'm with you. I understand you. Most importantly, I love you. And let's fight this fight together. Don't give up. Um, keep your dreams f- at the forefront of your mind. Keep your goals at the forefront of your mind. And um, it should make things a little more bearable. So that being said, questions, comments, concerns, you know how to reach me. Tiffany Tuneup, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y. T-U-N-E-U-P at gmail.com If you want to leave me a message, if you want advice, whatever it may be, you know how to reach me, TiffanyTuneUp at gmail.com. Until next week, love y'all.